0: CHAPTER Twenty-Two OF THE PRECIPICE BY IVAN GONCHAROV TRANSLATED BY M. BRYANT This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Two days had passed, and Raisky had had small opportunity of seeing Vera alone, though she came to dinner and to tea and spoke of ordinary things. Raisky turned once more to his novel, or rather to the plan of it. He visited Leonti and did not neglect the governor and other friends, but in order to keep watch on Vera he wandered about the park and the garden. Two days were now gone, he thought, since he sat on the bench by the precipice, but there were still five days of danger. Marfinka's birthday lay two days ahead, and on that day Vera would hardly leave the family circle. On the next, Marfinka was to go with her fiancée and his mother to Kolchina, and Vera would not be likely to leave Tatiana Markovna alone. By that time the week would be over and the threatening clouds dispersed. After dinner Vera asked him to come over to her in the evening, as she wished him to undertake a commission for her. When he arrived she suggested a walk, and, as she chose the direction of the fields, he realized that she wished to go to the chapel, and took the field path accordingly. As she crossed the threshold, she looked up at the thoughtful face of the Christ. You have sought more powerful aid than mine, said Raisky. Moreover, you will not now go there without me. She nodded in assent. She seemed to be seeking strength, sympathy, and support from the glance of the crucified, but his eyes kept their expression of quiet thought and detachment. When she turned her eyes from the picture, she reiterated, I will not go. Raisky read on her face neither prayer nor desire, it wore an expression of weariness, indifference, and submission. He suggested that they should return, and reminded her that she had a commission for him. Will you take the bouquet holder that I chose the other week for Marfinka's birthday to the goldsmith, she said, handing him her purse? I gave him some pearls to set in it, and her name should be engraved. And could you be up as early as eight o'clock on her birthday? Of course, if necessary I can stay up all night.' i have already spoken to the gardener who owns the big orangery would you choose me a nice bouquet and send it to me i have confidence in your taste your confidence in me makes progress vera he laughed you already trust my taste and my honor i would have seen to all this myself she went on but i have not the strength next day raisky took the bouquet holder and discussed the arrangement of the flowers with the gardener he himself bought for marfinka an elegant watch and chain with two hundred roubles which he borrowed from tit nikonich for tatiana markovna would not have given him so much money for the purpose and would have betrayed the secret in tit nikonich's room he found a dressing-table decked with muslin and lace with a mirror encased in a china frame of flowers and cubits a beautiful specimen of sever work where did you get the treasure cried raisky who could not take his eyes from the thing what a lovely piece it is my gift for marfa Vasilievna, said tiet nikonich with his kind smile i am glad it pleases you for you are a connoisseur your liking for it assures me that the dear birthday child will appreciate it as a wedding gift she is a lovely girl, just like these roses. The cupids will smile when they see her charming face in the mirror. Please don't tell Tatiana Markovna of my secret. This beautiful piece must have cost over two thousand roubles, and you cannot possibly have bought it here. My grandfather gave five thousand roubles for it, and it was part of my mother's house-furnishing, and until now it stood in her bedroom left untouched in my birthplace. It had been brought here last month, and to make sure it should not be broken, six men carried it in alternate shifts for the whole hundred and fifty versts. I had a new muslin cover made, but the lace is old. You will notice how yellow it is. Ladies like these things, although they don't matter to us. What will grandmother say? there will be a storm i do feel rather uneasy about it but perhaps she will forgive me i may tell you boris Pavlovitch, that i love both the girls as if they were my own daughters i held them on my knee as babies and with tatiana markovna gave them their first lessons i tell you in confidence that i have also arranged a wedding present for vera which i hope she will like when the time comes he showed raisky a magnificent antique silver dinner service of fine workmanship for twelve persons i may confess to you as you are her cousin that in agreement with tatiana markovna i have a splendid and a rich marriage in view for her for whom nothing can be too good the finest party in the neighbourhood said in a confidential tone is ivan ivanovich tushin who is absolutely devoted to her as he well may be raisky repressed a sigh and went home where he found Vikentiev and his mother who had arrived for marfinka's birthday with Polina karpovna and other guests from the town who stayed until nearly seven o'clock tatiana markovna and marfa Егоrovna carried on an interminable conversation about Marfinka's trousseau and house-furnishing. The lovers went into the garden, and from there to the village. Vikentiev, carrying a parcel which he threw in the air and caught again as he walked, Marfinka entered every house, said good-bye to the women, and caressed the children. In two cases she washed the children's faces— She distributed calico for shirts and dresses, and told two elder children to whom she presented shoes that it was time they gave up paddling in the puddles. God reward you, our lovely mistress, angel of God, cried the women in every yard as she bade them farewell for a fortnight. End of chapter 22